0: You're listening to (laughs) Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle.
1: I don't think we've ever tried so many times in a row to start a show that wasn't actually my fault. Like, this was not my fault, guys. This was not (laughs) my fault. Part of it was was Corey's fault, okay? And part of it was my fault. But it was not all my fault this time. Anyway, how to love a football podcast. My name's Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel. As every week, always welcome back, guys.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: The draft is over, and schedules are out. So... To me, in a lot of ways, this is one of my favorite times of the year in the betting world because we have very raw data. We You're don't know how everywhere. it's all going to turn out, and, and Vegas is confident enough to put out lines. I, I just, this is the time of the year that I love because everybody thinks they're right, and now you can bet on being right. And, and then you get the whole year to see whether or not you are. Last year, I had a lot of luck with, with some of these futures, and I don't think it's going to happen that way every time. Um, but I did have a lot of luck, and that makes it even more exciting for me, so I wanted us to sit down and talk about this. First of all, with the schedule, fantasy football guys, Corey asked me to point this out. There are, I'm getting this note up in front of me, there are a ton of bye weeks in weeks 13 and 14 of this year. Eight teams, uh, Chicago, not Chicago, Carolina, Cleveland, Green Bay, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Miami, New England, and Philadelphia, so that's a what, a quarter of the league is on bye in two weeks there. So fantasy football players, beware. Uh, You may have some spots to fill in there. So good point, Corey. I'm glad you called that out. The the whole schedule, though, has been released, and there's a lot of exciting stuff. Everybody wants to talk about, um, like, Tom Brady going back to Foxborough. Like, that's a great story, and that's all fun and games, but where can we make some money, right? DraftKings is giving us an opportunity to do that. Now, I'm not advocating going to make money by gambling on sports. I'm not advocating that. But I'm saying if you're passionate about it and you're willing to lose the money, first of all, if you have a gambling problem, you need to get help. In all seriousness, there are, there are plenty of resources available. If you don't have a gambling problem, by all means, bet away and, and pick something now. That's what, that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's the exciting time of year for me. And uh, I guess last year, Alex Smith won Comeback Player of the Year. That was a big thing for me. I bet that early in the season, I will never forget where I was. When Alex Smith made that first snap, when uh, Aaron Donald I was draped across his back, I will never forget it as long as I live. And you I think said
0: if he comp- you said, if he completes one
1: pass, he will be comeback player of the year. It took one pass. It took one pass uh, this year. I'll just, let's just move on this year. My offensive player of the year is Dak Prescott. As much as I want it to be Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, Dak Prescott had a very similar injury. Dak Prescott had surgery in December if Dak Prescott comes back to uh, the Cowboys offense, which I, I mock Jerry Jones and I mock the Cowboys for saying they're a fantasy football team. But in the reality, they're exciting to watch. Maybe he knows something that I don't, because obviously he knows something that I don't, but they're, they are a fun football team to watch. They always have been despite losing. They're the best offense in football. If Dak Prescott can come back and be who he is, right? Like if he's not crippled, he's the comeback player of the year. That's my opinion. And, uh, Barkley is there, Burrow, Christian McCaffrey, all three of those at the same odds. Anybody disagree about Dak Prescott?
0: I mean, I I think it's the most the most obvious, but you got to think the Cowboys aren't going to finish. You know, they might slide into the playoffs because of that division. I think Washington's good, but the other two teams there are junk. Washington doesn't have a quarterback, but they've got the better team. Um, if a guy and I, I think all the other guys are good candidates too but if a guy like Carson Wentz has an MVP type season again that's much more impressive than Dak Prescott you know maybe sliding into the playoffs at <clears throat> nine or ten wins because um, Carson Wentz was a guy that everybody has said is broken he got traded for candy um if if the Colts can get into the playoffs have a solid record if Wentz is anything close to where he was in his MVP season I don't you know plus at 900 for Wentz I don't think that's a bad bet either you could almost bet both um just because I think quarterback you know in this scenario is probably a favorite um I don't think Wentz is a bad bet either now there's more risk of you know I think Wentz has a more likely chance of being bad than Dak Prescott but I think he also has a really good chance of being awesome and being an MVP candidate.
1: Wow, MVP candidate, eh? Daniel?
2: I think just looking at the odds here, uh, Jack Prescott is just like too much of the clear favorite for me to even bet on it, even though I think it's going to happen. So if it were me and I was looking at this list and I, someone told me put money on someone to win it, it would actually be Joe Burrow. Um, I like the plus six hundred odds better than the plus one seventy five odds. Um, so just kind of maximizing my money there. Um kind of what Corey said, it's usually a quarterback and I feel like it's usually somebody that comes back from a semi major injury usually. So I don't think Carson Wentz um he he's gonna have to have an MVP type season to be in consideration for it, but you know, with Dak and Burrow both having injuries that took him out through the year, I think I think one of them will end up winning it by the end of the year um, if they, they stay healthy throughout this year
0: and, you know, put up good seasons.
1: Yeah, I think well, I yeah, tend you to guys, agree with that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Corey.
0: I'll say if let's just say the Colts finishes the one or two seed and neither Burrow or Dak make the playoffs is Wentz to he Trump them and come back play of the year. If the is Colts takes?
1: if the Colts finish as the one or the two seed, then Carson Wentz is <laughs> legitimately in conversation for the for the. Comeback player of the year. Yes. The, yeah, the, I think the, it'll be half the we'll, road. We'll look at how the Colts did it. The road to the Colts being the first seed in the AFC is much longer than Dak Prescott winning 10 games. And I think Dak Prescott doesn't have to win 10 games. I mean, he had a compound. His bone was sticking outside of his leg last year. Guys, uh, the, the, you guys both talked about this already. Part of it is he's the quarterback. Part of it, it was a gruesome injury. Part of it is he's an elite player. And if he can not miss any time, a la Adrian Peterson, I mean, those are the greats. If he can do it, then he's the leader. We're going to know right away, though. I mean, we're going to know in like three or four weeks. It's going to happen really fast. I do think that that he has an opportunity to obviously get better as the season goes on. But we're going to know immediately if this thing's going to work. Because ultimately, if the Cowboys offense doesn't work for some reason, then Dak's not going to be the comeback player of the year. But we'll know right away. That's my that's my thought there. And Burrow was actually a really interesting wrinkle too. The Bengals are a sleepy, sleepy underdog. What's their over/under for the year? We didn't look this up. What is the Bengals? Yeah, what are they projected to win this year?
2: I'll throw this at you, Tony. While uh, while Corey's looking that up, Dallas has the second easiest schedule for the year going. You know They always do the strength of schedule based on last year's win-loss totals for these teams they're going up against. But if Dallas has an easier schedule, that means he's going to be playing some bad defenses.
1: What are their first and, two games? I'm going to think if I'm thinking of the same team. What are their first two matchups?
2: Well, they open up against uh, the Bucks, so that's not that's not a great start. That's they get, the, they get the opener. They yep. get the opener in,
0: in Tampa.
1: And so, then game two is...
0: Game two is the Chargers at the Chargers.
1: Yep.
2: So not a good start for Dak, but then he plays the Eagles, the Panthers, the Giants, the Patriots, the Vikings. I mean, he's, yeah. he's going
1: to kill it. It, gets much so I mean, it, gets it much won't matter.
0: The bottom line is I don't think the injury is going to affect what Dak Prescott does. Like that offense is going to put up yards and, when he's back on the field, he's going to have weapons. It's going to happen. Um, to answer your question earlier, the Bengals are over under six and a half. Uh, under is the favorite. They're in a tough division with the Ravens and the Browns and the Steelers.
1: Did you say six and a half?
0: Six and a half.
1: Okay, so wait. I'm going to mix the show sheet up right now. We're, we're betting the Bengals record. Is that over or under six and a half?
0: Okay. Uh. Well, let's look
2: at their let's look at their schedule. It's it's tough because the AFC North really kind of got screwed with the scheduling because Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cincinnati both all have top six hardest schedules of the year.
1: Oh, I see. Um, uh, Bengals play the Dolphins, they play the Vikings, the Bears, the Steelers. I see four winnable games in a row, and I I mean that I believe that. Um, the first formidable opponent is week what five against the Packers and then the Lions easy Ravens difficult Uh, you know what I'm picking the over I'm taking the over on the Bengals I like their schedule I like the offense people are sleeping on them I'm taking the over
0: I'm I'm taking the under uh, I think those first four games are all losable Vikings Bears Steelers Jaguars
1: of course they're all losable I think they're very uh, winnable. Also, though, I don't—they're not outmatched at any of those games. Maybe the Steelers. Maybe the Steelers game. I
0: but, think they're outmatched against the Vikings as well. Uh, and we'll, the Bears.
1: We'll see. Week one. I, you know what? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Another four and what was it? Six, six and a half. That was the line for them. Uh, mix the show sheet up. So let's talk about. Uh, Another team that was six and a half was the line Jacksonville Jaguars. Actually, when I look at the schedule to me, this is like, I don't understand why they say six and a half. When Corey and I talked about this before the show, he was pretty confident. So I'm going to let you take the Jaguars over Corey. Why do you think, if you do think why, why are the Jaguars over six and a
0: half? I mean, the main reason is they've got Trevor Lawrence now with the new coaching regime and new weapons but I mean, the last time there was a uh, player scouted as high as Trevor Lawrence, it was Andrew Luck, and I think, I think in some, and you know, according to who you listen to, some people had Lawrence higher than Luck, and in Luck's rookie season, he led the he, he didn't lead him; he carried the Colts to eleven wins and into the playoffs. So I think a guy like Lawrence is going to completely elevate this Jags team um i mean just peeking out on the schedule you got the texans twice that's easily two wins the broncos are a big question mark the Bengals, uh we you know the dolphins they were somewhat of a playoff team last year they could be garbage this year we don't know um they could beat the colts once they got the jets um i think with that offense and trevor lawrence i think it's it's an easy six plus for me um i don't think he's gonna be able to carry him to the playoffs the AFC is more stacked now than it was in Andrew Luck's rookie year, but I think the Jags are a sneaky team, you know, just with their, you know, they had no offense last year. I think they could be somewhat of a high-powered offense this year with Trevor Lawrence. He absolutely changes everything, and if he's anything close to Andrew Luck, he's going to be able to carry him to six, six six and a half plus wins. So um, if you bet that right now, Jaguars over six and a half, um, somebody – made the odds disappear there. You can get uh over at minus 110 so a standard 50/50 bet. Um I love that.
1: I love the offense and I love the idea of, of what you said of Trevor Lawrence elevating the offense and I love the idea that they're adding players like Marvin Jones. Players done the, the outside. I know Marvin Jones is an old man, but listen Marvin Jones is a good football player. He's fast. He's still got it. He has proven that he has it. He's a weapon. Outside of DJ Chark, and now you've got Lizardis Kisinault. You've got James Robinson. You draft Travis Etienne, the old buddy. I mean, listen, this offense is very scary. But, but the fact of the matter for me is the Cardinals, the Bengals, I prefer the Bengals, the Titans, I prefer the Titans, the Dolphins. Uh, maybe that's a iffy one. But then the Seahawks, the Bills, the Colts, the Niners, the Falcons, the Rams, the Titans again. I mean, there's a long stretch there in Jacksonville where they're not going to have very many, very, very many wins. I mean, they're just not. Um, I'm taking the under. I'll take under six and a half.
2: I'm with you, Tony. I, I don't think. I, I think that Colts team when they got Andrew Luck, even though they were, you know, obviously a terrible team. I think they were still more complete than the Jags are now. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to, we've talked about it, you know, a couple episodes ago, that defense is so bad. He's, he's going to need to set records um, to, you know, keep him in games. And I know they have an extra game, but that defense is really going to let him down this year. Uh, plus, you know, some question marks on the offensive line. Will they be able to protect him all year? I mean, he's got some great weapons, but uh, parts of that offensive line are, are still a little questionable. So. Um, it's all up to Trevor Lawrence, like you said, if, if they make, you know, the playoffs or get anywhere near, it's going to be because he carried him.
1: Trevor Lawrence may very well carry Jacksonville to the playoffs. I mean, I think Corey is right. I mean, you've got to be aware of a team with such firepower available. Trevor Lawrence is by default the favorite for offensive rookie of the year at plus 270. Corey, why don't you take this over? You called Trevor Lawrence before when it was better odds. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just for the reasons I said, like, if you have a guy like Andrew Luck stepping into the league and he's a rookie, um, a few weeks ago, we talked about it. He was plus 300. He's slid down to plus 270. I think it's an absolute no brainer. Um, if you're okay with waiting the weight, um, at plus 270, I think. Yeah, you're almost tripling your money. I think you've got a guaranteed offensive rookie of the year. There's a couple guys behind him, Fields, Wilson, and Lance. I guess there's a chance one of those guys could pop off, kind of like a Patrick Mahomes did when he was young. But Patrick did it in his second year. But um, I I just think it's a no-brainer. And for you to almost triple your money right now, I think Lawrence is a no-brainer right now.
1: Where's uh just out Which, of curiosity on this list here, it's uh Lawrence Fields, Wilson, Lance, Jones, Pitts. Where does Najee Harris fall on this list? He
2: he's he's right there, uh tied uh, for one. I will have to pull it four. up. He's fourth. I don't like it.
1: You don't like it. I like the idea.
2: I don't mind it. I like I, the I idea. The guy,
0: on my end he's behind I, Pitts at plus thirty he's tied with Pitts at plus thirteen hundred.
1: I, I would I would put a little bit of money there, because here's the reality: is okay. I pick field, I picked Trevor Lawrence first, right? But Najee Harris is interesting to me because the value is so good, and that running game has been such a missing component out of the Steelers' offense. I do believe that even with a rusted elbow, the Tin Man behind their center. I mean, that's where we're at with Ben Roethlisberger. Is it's it, this is it? We're done now. If we can rejuvenate that run game, dude, that's the that's it. That's the last piece of this team is they haven't had a run game for the last two years. If Najee Harris is the piece that gets them into the Super Bowl, I don't know that it could happen. But if it even if gets him deep into the playoffs, past the Browns, Najee Harris could be, I think he could be the winner.
2: I think the only I'm with Corey, I I would bet on Trevor Lawrence. Um I think the only one that threatens him here is actually Justin Fields, in my, my opinion. Uh, we don't know how many games Trey Lance is going to, you know, play. So that's kind of a, you know, shoot your shot on that. Zach Wilson is on the Jets, and they're just going to be probably pretty bad. But um, Justin Fields, he may start really early in the year, and all he's got to do is beat out Andy Dalton. And then he's actually got the most complete team, out of, you know, a lot of these guys next to Najee Harris, who face it, Tony, it's probably going to be a quarterback, which sucks. Um, But Justin Fields could start by week two. He's got the rushing component. He's going to, you know, kind of be the Lamar Jackson of that offense and just put up great stats, rushing and receiving. And then, you know, at the end of the year, they're going to look at Trevor Lawrence and the Jags have six wins. And Justin Fields would be in the playoffs with the Bears if he plays well. So it's it's going to be tough for the committee to choose uh, Trevor Lawrence at that point if Justin Fields takes him to the playoffs with a better team, he should.
0: Yeah, I mean, history tells you that these quarterbacks that get you know these rookie quarterbacks that get drafted to the better teams like Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson have way more success. So, I mean, I personally I wasn't a huge fan of Fields, but I mean. in in his situation, he could just pop off. And if, you know, he may not have a great career, but this could be a fantastic season for him. You never know.
1: Yeah, for sure. He could pop off. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's really exciting to think about. But but the thing about the Bears is I always, like, I don't know if I believe that they're finally willing to change. Is this the first mobile quarterback they've ever had? I guess they tried, but Trubisky. Trubisky was relatively mobile. I should take that back. I apologize. Uh. He, uh, Trubisky tried to be mobile when they, when, Listen the, I, I've said this long, many times before If they would have let Trubisky Be a mobile big boy I think they'd have been in better shape Maybe not the best shape Maybe they'd be in the same spot I don't know But they did not allow Trubisky To to play to his strengths They forced him to stand in the pocket I, I, I still believe that Okay <laughs> What? You disagree?
2: I do I don't think he's good well,
1: maybe he's not good. I mean, the, the reality is he's got, like, what, 26 NFL games and 12 college games. So maybe he's not any good. I that's fine. I'm not going to be mad about it.
2: They were a they quarterback away last year. It was so frustrating to see a team of their caliber get so close and they could have beat the Saints in the playoffs easily with a skilled quarterback and been threatening for, you know, the NFC championship game. I mean, it was just ugh, so hard to watch.
1: One more team to talk about for the night that was they believe they were a quarterback away as you just said Daniel. The Rams traded for Matt Stafford and now they're projected 10 and a half wins. I honestly like kind of like this line. Um but, uh, I I wanted to say 10 wins but I obviously can't say that. Go ahead guys.
0: I mean I think if they still had golf I was, I still might hit this. I mean they went to the Super Bowl <laughs> a couple of years ago with golf. So you bring a guy in like Stafford who doesn't get a lot of TV time. You know, not a lot of people have watched him play, but he's a hell of a quarterback and you put him in this high flying offense. This guy's going to sling it all year. He's got a solid O line. He's got a solid defense. He's got the best corner in the league, the best defensive lineman in the league. They could run through this division. And I, I, I think this is the best division in football. You got Russell Wilson, Stafford, um Kyler Murray and then 49ers a little questionable right now but we know it's a solid team but I think the Rams just overall as a complete team they they could win a majority of those uh division games and just run away with it um I think 10 is a no-brainer I think they could be a, a Super Bowl caliber team this year right up there with the Buccaneers and Chiefs um they could you know push for a 15 and two record or you know 13 and four i'm trying to do the math on the new uh... <laughs>
1: wow yeah it's hard the new, <laughs> new numbers are hard
0: but like i think 13 and four is easy for them i don't care who they're playing they're going to be a solid football team
1: couldn't Maybe, agree more real
0: quick mr bisky was 29 and 21 as a starter in the nfl yeah daniel i yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't have hated it if the Colts <laughs> you say that got him as if, though that's a good there thing. no other options. I wouldn't have hated it.
1: I firmly I will never back down from the fact that <laughs> Mitch Trubisky was drafted into a bad position. There wasn't a lot of support around him at the time. Okay. When he was drafted, Alan Robinson wasn't on the team. And on top of that, he was constantly mismanaged by bad coaches. It's just... It's a circular door in Chicago, guys. I mean, I I don't believe that Ms. Trubisky should have been drafted where he was. That's not what I'm saying. I just, I think he got a bad deal. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is I think he's a better quarterback than we got to see. And, of course, it's because of his performance, but also because of the things around him. That's all I'm trying to say. The,
0: bu- the Buffalo Bills now have the best backup quarterback in the league. Yeah.
1: Wait. Wait a minute. What about Miami? easy what what do you mean easy you're, you're trying to throw some shade
0: i like jacoby brissett a lot <laughs> <but> <laughs> <Got> <laughs> Look, i think mitch risk is better than jacoby brissett <laughs> you've been listening to huddle up a football podcast Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. The huddle up.
1: Team on three. One, two, three,
2: Let me ask you guys this. If Taysom Hill is the Saints starter week one, who has a better backup quarterback? The Saints or the Bills? Jesus,
0: yeah, that's not gonna happen. Take it easy, Daniel. <laughs> okay, what? <Winston's> well,
2: okay, <laughs> okay. Jameis Winston starts week one. Who's better, Taysom Hill or Mitch Trubisky?
0: Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky.
2: I think I would agree with that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I think with the Saints, it was Sean Payton. I mean, if you put him on the same schedule, <laughs> I think Sean Payton might be able to take Hill to more wins, but. I think overall as a QB, I think Trubisky's better.
2: I I feel like it's going to be deja vu. We're going to talk about this all offseason, and then we're going to get to week one, and Taysom Hill's going to be the starter, and I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> Don't you feel it happening? I can feel it.